Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 116. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, hey, welcome to the Dose of Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Richard Ryerson. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thank you so much for all of your support. If it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't even be possible. So if you can, make sure you're spreading the word. Let people know about this show. Tell a friend, a family a co-worker, let them know what you think about this show. And if you've got the time, please, three to five minutes, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher. Let me know what you think about the show. Leave a rating and review. It does so much to help uh, visibility of the show, keeps us front and center in iTunes, and helps me to continue to let me build this audience as large as we can. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And if you haven't taken the time, I also got a brand new podcast out there. It's called the Courageous Leadership Podcast. It's not an interview podcast like this one. It's just me. For about 10 to 15 minutes, I try to do it daily. We talk about um, some leadership tip or tactic that helps you become a more authentic and courageous leader. So again, go check it out, Courageous Leadership Podcast, and, and let me know what you think about this one. Again, thanks so much for your support, and here's the interview. I'm so excited to have on my show today Dave Kirpin. He's the CEO of Likeable Local, the social media software startup for small businesses, as well as the chairman and former CEO of Likeable Media, an award-winning social media and word-of-mouth marketing firm that had triple-digit revenue growth for four consecutive years. Likeable Media was named to both the 2011 and 2012 Inc.'s 500 list of fastest-growing private companies in the United States. And in 2012, Likeable Media was named one of Crane's best places to work in New York City. Likeable Media was one of Facebook's top 65 preferred developer consultants, as well as the only three-time word-of-mouth marketing association, association award winner for excellence. He's now part of LinkedIn's new Thought Leader program and has been featured on CNBC's On the Money, BBC, ABC World News Tonight, the CBS Early Show, the New York Times, and countless blogs. Dave is um, also an author. His uh, first book was a New York Times bestseller, Likeable Social Media, How to Delight Your Customers, Create an Irresistible Brand, and Be Generally Amazing on Facebook and Other Social Networks. His second book came out last year, November, Likeable Business, Why Today's Consumers Demand More and How Leaders Can Deliver. He's got a new book that came out just in late October, Likeable Leadership, which is a collection of his more than 65 of inspirational stories, which has like, uh, leadership, social media, marketing, and career advice. Dave, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the Dose of Leadership podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Great to be here with you. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show, you know, and I love Likeable Leadership. I think, um, you know, I finished it last night when I was flying back from Montreal, and I got to tell you, it's got to be one of those books that's a nice, easy read, but it's chock full of so much advice. I I think it should be mandatory reading for anybody that's interested in the diving in the leadership pool. So tell me, how did it all start for you? Where did you get so passionate about leadership? Well, you know, my, my journey's been interesting. Um, my first book was about social media, and I, I wrote uh, about these concepts that, that were very simple, but, but, but when used, very effective in social media, concepts like authenticity, transparency, listening, and responsiveness. And as I, as I was speaking about those concepts, I realized that they don't just apply to social media, they apply to business in general. And so that's why I wrote Likeable Business uh, and applied some of those same concepts to 
uh, running and building uh, a, a business. Well, same thing happened again. I, as I was speaking and, and, and writing about a lot of these topics uh, for, for LinkedIn uh, that I started writing for this year, alongside an amazing group of leaders, uh, you know, Richard Branson, Jack Welch, uh, Mark Cuban, uh, Barack Obama. I mean, it's just an unbelievable uh, sort of list of fellow uh, people that I that I write alongside for LinkedIn. I, I realized again these concepts kept coming up, and so uh, to me, the concepts that I've been writing about and speaking about now for for years are so simple, but they're so important for not only social media, not only for business, but for leadership for for anyone that wants to be a better leader. Yeah, and I love it. And we talk about here, especially on the Disc Leadership Podcast, a couple of things that, that and I think is just, um, I, I think it's the new authority in leadership, and you hit it on there, is authenticity and transparency and vulnerability, positivity. Um, I know a lot of people have said that, you know, maybe the command and control style is dead. I don't think the command and control has ever been all that effective. And I'm coming from the Marine Corps side of the house where everybody thinks it's command and control. But I tell you, some of the best leaders I've ever worked for, the ones that just... I would fall through the gates of hell were those that you just talked about, authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. And uh, so talk to me about authenticity and vulnerability. Why do you think it's so powerful? You know, they're, they're, I, I totally agree with you. Command and control, uh, I've never been a big fan of it. Um, you know, I think that it, it, people can succeed with command and control uh, to a certain extent. They can succeed through fear. But, you know, number one, uh, that, that often doesn't work. And number two, it has a limited limited shelf life. Uh, and number three, it's not really good on the soul. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, there's there's sort of there's leading successfully to accomplish whatever goals you have, business or otherwise. And then there's just like like sleeping well at night and 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 and, and being a happy, uh, uh, serene person. And the the things that I I, I believe in like authenticity and vulnerability. Um, they actually make you more successful as a leader. But the thing is, more important than that, they, you can sleep at night, right. right? I mean, when when you're when you're your authentic self, um, whether you're at home or at work, whether you're uh, online or offline, whether you're um, in a in a one on one setting or or in front of thousands of people, if you're just your authentic self. You never have to worry about putting on fronts. You never have to uh, worry about what you said to whom. You you can just um, be yourself and rest easy, and people really respond to that. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, um, so many so many leaders, especially men, um, think that they have to put on a, a, a front yes. um, and not be vulnerable. When the opposite ends up being true, when you're authentic, when you're vulnerable, when you when you Share your mistakes, share your weaknesses, share your concerns, share share your heart. The world responds like we people. We all like we just like that, you know. Like when like I'll I'll cry at, at meetings sometimes, and it's it's you know that's okay. It's even it's even good. It's powerful. Yeah, to be able to like completely share. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know why, and it's taken, you know, I'm certainly, you know, late to the game and thinking, well, you have to be this certain way or put on this certain mask or, or put on this kind of persona or this, this, you know, you've almost, you like you focus on the charisma, but if you focus on the authenticity, and like you said, it's just, it sounds so simple, but it, it is so effective. I don't know. I think that, um, 
you, you in in likable leadership you talk about how in the beginning when uh, you were young and you brought your report card home and or a test home and your dad said well you know why didn't you get a hundred then you got a hundred and he said why didn't you get the extra credit you know and that kind of led to this I and I totally relate to it it's like you know you're never satisfied so you're always you know striving and looking for the next and that kind of leads into a vicious cycle right talk to me about that transformation a little bit and how how you view life now it's the most important transformation in my life and uh it, it really is um it's really ironic because you know I've been I've been very very fortunate to be be you know what what many folks would call successful right in terms of you know you read my whole you know way too long bio earlier and some <laughs> of the books and my businesses and and all these things but um, but I was never happy until I stopped trying to be more successful uh, and yeah that that experience with my dad was very powerful and I think a lot of uh, sort of A type personalities a lot of people that really uh, strive to be better leaders, uh, are perfectionists and maybe have had experiences like, like I had where, you know, nothing was ever good enough as a kid and I always, you know, was sort of taught to always want more. And, you know, the ironic thing is I, I thought that that was actually a good thing. I actually thought that, that the fact that I was never happy with a 99 or a hundred or a successful business, you know, I, you know, I, I won successful business. I wanted a second. I won successful book I wanted a second. I had one kid I wanted a second. I actually thought that was a good thing. I actually thought that it was better to always want more because that sort of that sort of ambition and desire is what makes you successful, what makes you a better leader. And when I finally learned that uh it's really gratefulness that that makes you happy. It's actually it's actually being satisfied with what you have, being happy with what you have, even when things go wrong. Even when things you know, when I had a fight with my wife this morning, it was writing a thank you note that put me in the right mindset, that returned me to feeling good, so that I could have a, a productive day. Right. And uh, that's that's a it's a it's a game changing, uh, a life changing transformation for me. And um, so I hope I can just help others sort of start to realize that it's not about how much you get; it's about uh, being grateful for what you have. And, and and I was so scared that that would make me not want more anymore. But it's, you know what? Everyone listening, it's not going to make you not want more. We 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 mm-hmm. leaders and 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 aspiring leaders always want more. That's not going to change. Right. But but being in the right mindset to be grateful for what we have changes everything. Yeah, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, you can still be grateful. You can still be driven to be successful. You can still have that kind of um, that t- that that ambition to always rise above the mediocre, right? It's not about being mediocre, being average. You still want to strive for for something great and significant. But in the in the process, it's being happy and grateful at the same time, and it's kind of an amazing it's amazing combination. And I think it goes back to that authenticity and trans- transparency is what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It really is uh, an amazing uh, transformation. I feel very grateful that I that I've uh, had that, and uh, it definitely has not made me a worse leader. It's made me a better leader, uh, if anything. And um, and so, you know, to anyone that sort of doubts how powerful it can be, I, I would just say, just give it a try for a week, a day, a, a, mom, a moment at a time, and uh, and and hopefully you'll see. One of my favorite um, 
stories that you have in uh, likable leadership. And we talk about, and I, and I've talked about courage a lot in my presentations and speeches and the, the concept of courage and, and the kind of the lesson of courage you got from your five-year-old daughter. Can you share that with my listeners? Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so my wife leads a Girl Scout troop, uh, for my, uh, actually six now, but yeah, but last year, I guess she was five. And so, uh, but she couldn't make it one day. So I got assigned uh, Girl Scout troop duty, which was, uh, fun and challenging, of course, in and of itself. But, uh, the, the, the uh, badge of the day was on courage, and so I read this story, and I was trying to explain what courage was, and, uh, and I was trying to explain that uh, you know the courage was that she showed courage in standing up to um, to a bully in the story, and uh, so so one of the girls in the truth said, oh so so courage is when you um, do something. Uh, uh, the right thing when you when you do the right thing, and my daughter said, "Well, well, no, it's not just when you do the right thing; it's it's when you do the right thing um, after you're afraid." <laughs> and I just thought that was so great to have a five year old be able to uh, understand courage when so many folks don't. So many of us think courage is being unafraid, and that's definitely not what it is. Uh, you know, so many people, you know. I'll tell you, I'm scared about, you know, whether I can uh, raise enough money to take our current business to the next level, right? I'll tell, I can tell you, I'm scared that my next book won't be uh, a huge success the way my last one was. I can tell you some of my fears, and people will say, don't be afraid. Hmm. That's not the right answer. The right answer isn't don't be afraid. Be afraid. Right. Totally be afraid. There's scary things at every turn. There's scary things every single day, and it's totally okay to be afraid. I am terrified of lots of things, but you know what? Have the courage to say, yes, I'm afraid, but I'm going to persevere. Yes, I'm afraid, but I can do it. Yes, I'm afraid that this is, these are the action steps I'm going to take in the, in, in the face of fear to get what I have done. The fact that, you know, my, my five-year-old, you know, taught me that or reminded me that is just, you know, I was just so proud of that. Yeah, I love that. And I and you hit so many great points. And you're right. I think a lot of us kind of equate courage with being, you know, fearless. And it's a, you can't have courage without fear. In fact, you're going to be afraid. And being afraid is, is actually kind of a good thing. You need to kind of embrace it and listen to it. Because, and if you act upon that fear, I always say that then something great could possibly happen if you act on that fear. That's how I always look at it. And so just get used to the fear, I guess, is, is kind of been my mantra. I, I love that. I totally love that. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not a fan of the word fearless. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to me, when I think fearless, it's like the most inauthentic, it's, it, it's like the most inauthentic thing because, you know, it, to me, it's like, it's like the person that bottles up his emotions and never deals with it. Right. You know, it's like, of course, you can't be fearless. There, what, what is, no one could be fearless. That's crazy. Fears, fear, we all have fear. It's an, it's an amazing, powerful uh, 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 thing but um but let's let's take that fear and like you and like you said just um just go with it just just go with it you know one of the you know when sully sullenberger landed on the hudson a few years ago you know and everybody talked about wow he was just so calm and so confident and collected and we all heard the tapes and we heard what the passengers were saying you know he's drinking coffee on the wing as they're evacuating you know and he's just calm and cool collected but if you listen to his his quote on the 60 minutes interview and he said you know it was the most sickening pit of the stomach bottom falling through the floor feeling i've ever had in my life you know he was terrified but yeah you know he had no other choice i mean obviously it was but you know 
that's that's courage. You know, it's it's doing the right thing in spite of the fear. So I just I love that story in that book, and it's funny how kids can teach you, bring you back to uh, to reality. I guess so many times. You know, well, it's the same thing with transparency, right? Some somewhere somewhere uh, along the line, we lose what every kid understands, which is like being honest is a good thing, right? right. I mean, uh, uh, my kids don't hold back about the fact that, you know, they like grandma's tuna fish salad a lot more than mine. <laughs> They're completely transparent about everything. Right. But, um, but, but somehow we, we all lose that, and then we walk around putting a front on, and, you know, no one knows what everyone, anyone's really thinking because people are, you know, so guarded and so, so not, not transparent. But, like, kids know. Kids get it. Yeah. You know, one thing, let's go back to that. You know, you, we mentioned that you are, you know, part of one of LinkedIn's influencers. That is not a small feat. I don't want to, you know, to minimize that. And I think you got a, a great story and, and it's a great lesson for everybody out there who's trying to uh, get noticed in a noisy world, but to, you know, to, to, to create your platform and everything else. I mean, to talk about how, and I think it's so key because of the, the, of the lesson in networking, I think is, is my big takeaway on your story. Talk to me about how you became a LinkedIn influencer because, uh, and one of the top uh, contributors. Well, uh, how I became uh, a top contributor is uh, something that I will never really fully understand, except that uh, I've been I've been so fortunate with uh, my content and with the, the LinkedIn uh, influencer platform uh, in terms of their distribution model. It's a uh, it's really it's really very very uh, 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 I feel very blessed to have it, but. You know, essentially, I got I got in uh, last year. I, I, I read this article that um, one of my favorite authors on the web, Jeff Hayden, wrote for Inc. called "The uh, Eight Habits of of Remarkably Likable People." And so I read that article, and I was like, you know, anyone that uses the word "likable" in a headline, of course, given my background, I'm like, well, I gotta I gotta I gotta meet this guy. I gotta talk to this guy. So I, I emailed him. Awesome article. Would love to have a quick conversation with you, et cetera. Um, we had a quick call. I told him I was a huge fan, and I, I asked him, you know, if there's anything I could do for him and and uh, how I could help him. He wasn't sure. He just said, "Be on the lookout, you know, for opportunities for me to write." And so, um, so I was. But then it was just like a couple months later where I saw another article that he had written for LinkedIn, and I was like, "Wow, I mean, look at this LinkedIn program." And and so uh, he was. He was, um, I started looking around and seeing all these amazing people that were writing for LinkedIn, Branson and, uh, and, and Obama and all these, you know, and, and all these people. And so I reached back out to him and I was, I was nervous, but, uh, because I, I hadn't done anything for him. Now, I had sent him a thank you card, a handwritten thank you card, and I had sent him some chocolates and I had connected with him on LinkedIn. But I hadn't, I, I still didn't think I had significantly helped him, you know. So, so to ask him for, for help, you know, typically that goes against what I believe in. I really believe you've got to help people first. Right. So, um, but, but I reached out and I said, hey, is there any way you can connect me with uh, with the folks uh, at LinkedIn? I would love to be able to write for them. And uh, and he said, sure, no problem, and connected me with the, the editor at LinkedIn. And and um, I started writing for, and, and, and the editor, like, I guess, looked at some of my stuff and said uh, I could write for them. And I, I, was, I was so excited because I was so nervous to join that distinguished group. I, I, just, I mean, how would anyone feel qualified, right? 
And uh, so I've been writing for them for about a year now, and that was the really the impetus for uh, for for putting the articles together in a in a special collection with like a little leadership. And uh, I would say one of the one of the real highlights of my life now, certainly from a career standpoint, um, was when I got a, an email from the editors of LinkedIn with the top ten posts of all time. That's great. And we're talking about we're talking about like these world leaders. I mean, number three post of all time is Jack Welch from GE. The number two post of all time is Bill Gates. And and then somehow I end up with the top post on LinkedIn. And so just from from uh from just reaching out randomly to someone uh on the internet to to what it's become is just it's just crazy. It's just it's just really crazy, and I, I'm I'm so grateful. And I love it. Well, I love the fact, and, and again, you take you took the risk. Um, you reached out. You just asked. Uh, there's so much, so many lessons chalked up in there, and and, and it's and it couldn't happen to a better guy. I mean, the reason why is because if you read, you're I don't know the way you write is so. How do I put it? It's so simple, and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. Simple is a very powerful thing. And, and, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I appreciate it. Listen, listen, I, I, I'd be the first person to say nothing I write is rocket science at all. It's really not. I totally agree with you, man. It's totally not rocket science. But, but the thing is, a lot of times we don't we, we take things for granted, yeah. and so I think um, I think it helps to have like those simple reminders. Yep, agreed. And I, I just it's. I this is mandatory reading. If if maybe I need to create a dose of leadership uh, reading list. In fact, I am going to create a post, and this this would be up there as mandatory reading. And I mean this. I mean up there with. I think the chapter of level five leadership in Jen Collins Good to Great is a mandatory reading. And and I think this book, Likeable Leadership. If anybody's interested in in, especially for younger folks uh, that are just the more I think, if I would have known or been focused on leadership in this sense when I was fresh out of college, I would have had a much more productive career. I'd be much more ahead of where I am right now, if, if that makes any sense. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of what you just put out. So kudos to you and, and for all the success that you've had. Well, thank you. And I, I do think, um, I mean, I think everyone has an opportunity now, but but um, I think young people sometimes see the opportunity more. Um, you know, the internet and social media have made leadership and knowledge more accessible yes. to anyone that wants it. And that's an amazing thing. And so to me, you know, whether you're 22, uh, 82, or anywhere in between, you know, a little reading, a little exploring on the Internet, a little connecting with people that you want to connect with goes a really, really long way. I mean, LinkedIn itself... You know, you're you're a couple degrees from almost every everyone on the planet. I know, isn't it it's crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. And 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 if you if you want to meet people, I mean, you you mentioned Jim Collins. I I reached out and I met Jim Collins just because I, I I had the courage to reach out to somebody that I totally admire. Right. Um, I I've been a huge fan of Seth Godin for so many years. So I went to uh, I went to his um, I went to one of his speaking gigs, and I said to him at the end of the. Uh, uh, gig. I, I walked up to him and I met him and I said, "I'm a huge fan." And I said, "Listen, I'm sure that uh, that you get this all the time, and so I'm to- you're totally overwhelmed. But I, I've written a book. I would love for you to take a look at it and you know give me your thoughts." And uh, and he said, "Sure, no promises. Send send it to me and I'll take a look." Sent it to him the next day, 
And within three hours, I got a blurb back from him saying, love this great book. And yeah. it was like, it, it, it was amazing. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's easy. You, you just have to do it. And, and the internet and social media have made it easier than ever. Again, whether you're 22 or 62, Richard, you know, it, 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 it's, you can, you can grab that knowledge. You can grab that leadership, uh, uh, those leadership capabilities. You can become a better leader and a better person from just, from just very, very simple things. Yeah, I love it. And I agree with you. One of the things that people ask on the show, like, well, how did you get all these great guests? And, I get asked that all the time. It's like, how did you get Steve Forbes? How did you get this? You know what? I just asked, and I just was authentic, and I wasn't trying to you know, blow any smoke or, or no hidden agendas. I just said, hey, I want to talk about leadership. Do you want to talk about it with me? And it's amazing how many people say yes if you just ask. So you're validating everything that uh, that I believe. And I'm so glad I, I met you, and I'm so glad that uh, I had this chance to talk with you. I know we're running up against a clock. you got a meeting, and uh, I'd love to have you come back on the show. There's some specific theme topics I'd love to explore with you if you're, if you're ever up to it. I would love it, and I gotta have you on the on the, the likable radio show. We oh. we we, we gotta have you on. Oh, I love it. I'd love to be on there. Gosh, it's so much fun. And and I thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for uh, uh, coming on the show. And um, where can people find you? Real quick plug where people can get connected with you. You know, any 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 place likable on the web, uh, you can Google likable, and there's like like literally dozens of ways. So what I, what I would say is look, look up likable. And, and then if you have any questions, you want to talk with me, any way I can help you whatsoever, you can tweet me at Dave Kirpin, K E R P E N. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Facebook and, uh, just, you know, just let me know what you're up to and, uh, and how I can help. All right, Dave, thanks so much. I'll have links to all this when I post this on uh, my website. And, uh, again, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. And you have a super likable day. All right. See you. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.